going to welcome everyone to the podcast. We call this From the Preacher Study. Uh, I'm Bob Hutto. I'm one of the preachers here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. My colleague and partner in this endeavor is Kevin Clark. We've been studying from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. We're getting close to the end. We're going to look at this yeah. last passage in this particular section about the wise man and the foolish man as Jesus brings this sermon to an end, summarizes it. So we're going to look at those words and try to make some application to to ourselves. It's been a great study. Anytime you go through the Sermon on the Mount, if you're serious about it, uh, look at it carefully, you're going to benefit from it. Even if you've been through it many times before, right. you're still going to benefit from this this great teaching, just fundamental teaching about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, what it means to be a citizen in the kingdom of God. So we've benefited from it ourselves, right. and we hope that as you studied along with us and thought about the things that Jesus has to say, that it's benefited you as well. Like I said, we're going to uh, look at this last section in this session, and then we'll spend one session kind of going back over it, trying to uh, bring it all together and summarize it uh, in one in one session, and then that'll bring our study of the Sermon on the Mount to an end. Kevin, anything that you'd like to say by way of introduction? Sure. I certainly appreciate this opportunity, as we always do, and want to thank our two deacons, uh, Mark Townsend and Jason Reed, for being here and helping us out. We've said this over and over again. Without their technical expertise and their commitment to this program, we would not be able to do what Mm -hmm. we're doing. So we appreciate them. We appreciate their families. And we appreciate you as the audience tuning in because of your interest in spiritual things. And you know that what we do is we go through the Word of God and exalt that Word and let that Word uh, resonate in our lives. If we're open to it, certainly it's a blessing to be able to sit at the feet of God as we're doing. Uh, We're just vessels to communicate his teachings and uh, just appreciate so very much to have this blessing of being able to study God's word and especially this teaching because it's fundamental. It's foundational. We talk about in sports, get the fundamentals right. Learn how to run, learn how to tackle, learn how to pass, learn how to catch. If you don't get the fundamentals, you can't go on to much more advanced development. That's true here. If we don't get these things down, we're not going to be able to advance to the meat uh, of the gospel. Right. And so these things are very important. So what we want to do is just study from scripture uh, and uh, we're not interested necessarily in political issues or current events. Uh, we may illustrate a scriptural principle by using current events or things sure. like that, mm-hmm. but our interest is in studying scripture. And we hope that that's your interest as well. There are a lot of things uh, competing for our time and our attention out there. And we hope that the study of God's word is important enough to you to spend a little bit of time with us as we uh, look at uh, look at the scriptures. So Amen. let's look at Matthew chapter 7. We're going to pick up in verse 24. Just read a few verses. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So this has been immortalized Mm -hmm. in a children's song. Mm -hmm. You know, the wise Mm -hmm. man built his house on a rock. Mm -hmm. The foolish man built his house on the sand. You know, I've often thought there's a difference between a children's song and a childish song. Oh, yeah. So it's a children's song. It's not a childish childish, song. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, it it summarizes and encapsulates the idea very well. And it's really great. We instill that principle in our children while they're young. And we hope that that will uh, continue to to shape their lives and their thoughts as they grow older. But let's think about this particular passage a little bit. So as Jesus 
speaking literally here or figuratively? Is he talking literally about building a house, or mm-hmm. is it a figure of speech? It certainly is a figure of speech, and he's talking about the actual execution or obedience of the sayings of Jesus. The common denominator in both scenarios is the hearing of the sayings of mine, because he says with both, the foolish man and the wise man, they both hear the sayings of Jesus. The distinguishing factor is whether they do them. And he says that is the metaphor he's getting at, is the one who does them, that's like a man building on a rock. The one who hears and doesn't, that's like the man building on sand. So, verse 24, uh, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be compared to Mm -hmm. a man who Mm -hmm. builds his house on a rock. And then verse 26, everyone who hears these words of mine does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. So he's making a comparison. A wise man builds his house on the rock. A foolish man builds his house on the sand. So what is the house that's Mm -hmm. being built? Let's try to identify the features Mm -hmm. of the passage. Yeah, that'll be our lives. And we build our life on a solid foundation. And again, if we build it on the sayings of Jesus and the execution of those sayings, that's a solid foundation. On the other hand, if we simply listen to Jesus and we don't do what he says, then our lives are going to be a disaster. Right. And so he's talking about the way you live your mm-hmm. life, the way you conduct your that's life. Right. That's that's the house that that's we're right. building. We're that's building right. a lifestyle, we mm-hmm. might say. Mm-hmm. But he has in mind the way we conduct ourselves, the way we behave. That's right. And so he compares that to a wise man or a foolish man. Well, tell me this. What, what's the rain and the mm-hmm. flood and the... And <clears throat> the uh, uh, the rain and the flood and the wind. What, what What's yeah, that? That's a very important part of it because notice that both of the men, the wise man and the foolish man, are subjected to the same forces. And that's just the forces of life. We're going to come across some difficult, challenging things. We're going to have uh, illnesses. We're going to have conflicts. We're going to have challenges. Everybody, whether you're foolish or wise, whether you're evil or good, you're going to have those. And I think that's an important point. It's not that the righteous person is removed from that, protected from that. No, both people will go through that. But the question is, right. who survives? So when we go through life, we can't expect that everything's going to be wonderful. Everything's going to be great. I'm never going to have a bad day. I'm never going to. No, we're going to have challenges. We're going to have difficulties. We have the aging process and what it does to us. There are diseases we have. There's dysfunctionality. There's sin in our society that creates a lot of problems. So you just can't expect on either side, whether you're good or bad, foolish or not, to get through life unscathed. But the person who builds his life on the sayings of Jesus ultimately will survive, notwithstanding the fact that he was tested and tried by these circumstances. So the storm uh, or the, the, the rain, the flood, the wind, that, we might say those are, those are the storms of, of life. life. That's right. The difficulties in life That's right. that might shake a person's life. That's you know, right. It, it may affect him to the degree where he just really can't go on very right. much anymore. And so that might happen to some, but it doesn't happen to others, right. depending upon how they have built their yes. life. And so what you're building on are those foundational principles, That's right. those principles that are either going to sustain you or, right. or not sustain you. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is identifying the, the principles that will sustain you in your life right. through the difficult times. Everybody can live and manage life's um, challenges when things are going pretty well right right. but it's it's when bad things happen it's when the illness comes Mm -hmm, along mm -hmm. either in yourself or a loved one it's when that financial collapse comes along or when something happens in your life you lose a job or something like that and you know you're you're shaken that's right uh what what principles are going to see you through those difficult times that's right and so those are the storms of Mm -hmm. life the rain the floods and um 
it's interesting that in, in verse 25, uh, you have the rain, the floods, the winds. Two of those are in plural, which suggests to me that mm-hmm. there's there's more than one. That's you know, right. you're going That's to right. face winds That's right. and you're going to face rains and floods. And so all of us are going to face difficult, challenging times in our lives. And so we need to build our life, build our thinking and our approach to life on principles that are going to see us through. I, mean, I think it was Job said, man's life is few of days and full of trouble in Job 14.1. And so we expect trouble to come. And if you expect that, then you ought to build with that in mind. And we're talking about building on the teachings of Jesus. So when Jesus says that this man built his house on the rock and the rains came and the floods and, and that, and his house did not fall. Right. What, what right. does he mean? It did yeah. not fall. Yeah, well, the life, you stand up. You basically don't give in to those difficult circumstances. You don't collapse. You have something that allows you to survive. Your faith, your dependency upon God, your trusting in God allows you to survive. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't experience the difficulties. Both of the men experience those. But you're able to survive. Right. You're able to come out the other end and be a stronger person. And that's what a person of faith does. He has that foundation. When he goes through these difficulties, he actually comes out of those stronger than he was before right. if he has his confidence and trust in God. That, that's right. That's right. And so I think it, the, the point that you've made a couple of times already is an important point, that being a disciple of Jesus doesn't uh, exempt you no. from life's not troubles. At not at all. And so sometimes people think that yeah. way. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. people think, well, I'm a disciple. Yeah. I'm, I'm a child of God. <clears throat> Why are these bad things happening right. to me? Right. Bad things happen to all of exactly. us. And so being a child of God or being a disciple doesn't exempt us does not. from the difficult things. We learned that from this Absolutely. parable, if you want to call it a parable, right. this comparison at least. That's right. And so we, we, we need to be ready for those things when they come. Exactly. And the way we prepare for them is by building our life, our thinking on right. the teaching of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. and uh, and so that's the rock, isn't it? The yeah. rock is mm-hmm. the principles that Jesus teaches right. that are going to see us through difficult times. If you build your life on many many other things, uh, when those difficult times come, well, you'll be in danger of just simply collapsing. Amen. Amen. I thought about Psalm uh, one twenty seven one uh, when we talk about building houses. And again, yeah, we're talking yeah. about liking in it too. But I just couldn't help but think about that. Unless the Lord builds the house. They labor in vain who build it. And so the idea of a house built by the Lord is going to stand. And certainly a house built on the teachings of Jesus will stand because as the imprimatur of God. And so how do we we acquire the teaching of Jesus? Right. Well, first of all, you've got to study the Word of God. That's right. I mean, that's thy word is truth, sanctify them by the truth. So study God's Word and not just read it. Study it, meditate upon it, get the sense of it, understand it, and put it into practice. And then the other part of that, you remember in Hebrews 5, it talks about some folks who had been in the faith long enough that they should have been teachers, but unfortunately they had regressed back to kind of an infantile stage. He talks about the difference between those who are experienced and not are those who have, by reason of use, exercise their senses to discern good and evil. So it's the combination of the study of God's Word and then taking God's Word and those principles and using them in your everyday life. Right. I and mean, you develop some awarenesses from that as well. So awarenesses from studying God's Word, but awarenesses from taking those words, using them, and aha, that's problematic. I don't want to do that. Oh, that's good. I need that. Right. And so it's really a combination of both, experience and studying God's Word, reinforcing one another. And so it, 
Acquiring these principles or acquiring this foundation is dependent upon us learning Absolutely. what Jesus taught. And there really is no shortcut. Right. You just have to put in the time and the effort That's right. That's and right. learn what Jesus taught. That's right. Sometimes I think there are people who learn what other people say Jesus taught. Now, there's a difference between <laughs> actually is. learning what Jesus taught and learning what someone says Jesus taught. That's right. We need to make sure That's that we are actually point. learning what Jesus taught. And so that requires us individually and personally spending time in the Word. You know, I thought about, you know, for almost 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So that is the thing that creates the faith that sustains us in these trials of life. And so I don't want, I mean, obviously we can look at reference books and things of that sure. nature, but the foundation is the Word of God itself, because it will build the faith that God designed to see us through these things. And we need to know the Word well enough and and study it well enough so that when we hear a teacher teach, well, then we we can identify where he's different from God's Word or where he's in harmony with God's Word. That's right. But that onus is on each of us to do that. That's right. There's one thing that I I noticed about this as I was looking at it. Uh, Verse 24, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, Mm-hmm. That's that's a pretty audacious thing for a teacher to say, uh, isn't it? Uh, everyone, verse twenty six. Everyone who hears these words of mine, right? You listen to me, Jesus says. You listen to my words. They're going to see you through. Mm-hmm. And again, that's. I think that's a. Unless he was, if he wasn't able to back that up, right, right. Uh, then that again, that would be a a pretty bold. It's a pretty bold statement anyway. But he has the ability to mm-hmm. back it up. So he's asserting his authority here, right. isn't he? He's right. asser- asserting his authority to tell us how we ought to live. That's right. How should we live? You listen to me. I'll tell you how to live. And again, if he didn't have that divine authority, he couldn't make a statement like that. The only way we can make a statement like that is if we're teaching Amen. his word. But uh, Jesus isn't falling back on something others have taught right. or as the right. authority or simply repeating and authorities' views, these are his teachings, and we need to listen to him. And what makes those things authoritative is his position as son of God. And you think about it, that's a continuation of what we've seen earlier in the Sermon on the Mount. He would contrast, you've heard those say of old, but I say unto you. And time and time again, he would contrast, this is what you've heard, this is what I say to you. And as you say, he's saying that authoritatively because he is the king in this kingdom. So if we don't want the storms of life to shake our faith, and I think that's what he's driving right, at here. Right. If you don't want the storms of life to, sh- and we see that happen sometimes. It does, it does. Some bad, I mean, some bad things happen. Not trying to minimize how bad things are in people's lives. They can be very, very bad. And sometimes those bad things happen and they shake the faith of some. Right. But they don't shake the faith of others. That's right. And what's the difference? Well, those whose faith is not shaken, they have a more solid foundation. On which or with which they can navigate these storms. Mm -hmm. Those whose faith is shaken, well, they don't have that foundation. And so when these things happen, well, they begin to doubt and they get sometimes get angry with God and, and then they're spiritual house falls. Well, and that's a very important point because we're really here not talking about the difference between spiritual 
spiritually enlightened people and people who are completely of the world. We can make that comparison somewhere else. But notice in both of these cases, whether the man is wise or foolish, both of them heard the sayings of Jesus. So we're not talking about people completely ignorant. And so you're right. You can have people that have heard the sayings of Jesus and have been somewhat obedient, but still not be well grounded enough that they can survive the things that the devil is going to throw them or just life throws at them. Right. So we got to be careful that we're not just the kind that sit back in the pews and think, well, I'm in the church and I'm safe and everything's going to be fine. Not necessarily so. These, these are people who all heard the sayings, but some built their lives on them and others did not. Right. There's an emphasis on doing. Yes. Our New American Standard Bible says, here's these words of mine and acts on them, but here's these words of mine and does them. That's right. Uh, that's that's the idea. And we've emphasized that as we've gone through the Sermon we on the absolutely Mount. absolutely Chapter yeah. 7, verse mm-hmm. 12, in everything, mm-hmm. therefore, treat other people the same way you want them to treat you. That's do right. unto others right. as you would have them do unto you. In chapter 6, in verse 1, beware mm-hmm. of practicing your righteousness mm-hmm. before men to be noticed by mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And so we're not to practice our righteousness before men. We are to practice righteous deeds, right. but not that's not to be our motivation. Amen. <laughs> 7.21, not everyone who says to me, mm-hmm. Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Are, are we required to do anything Absolutely. in order to be faithful Absolute. disciples of Jesus? No question. I mean, this Absolutely. makes it over and over again clear. The difference is the people who do what the Lord says, which means we can do it and we must. And unfortunately, uh, the idea of doing is minimized it is. By, by many. No, it Jesus is. says we are to do the Father's will. Absolutely. We are to do his word, not only to hear it and accept it, and internalize it, but it should produce fruit. It should produce some doing in our lives. And one of the ironic things for those people who do criticize the focus on doing what the Lord says, they say, well, that takes away from God's glory, takes away from His grace. Not at all. It, it, it glory, it, when you do what God says, He is yeah, magnified. Absolutely. He is exalted. It's the very opposite. So I find it interesting that people attack us. No, when we do what the Lord says, He says, if you love me, do my commandments, John 14, 15, 14, 21. If you want to honor the Lord, you want to serve the Lord, you want to exalt the Lord, you want to glorify the Lord, do what He says. Yeah, that's right. Do that's what He simple. says. Simple. Yeah, it is. It is seems. It does seem simple, doesn't it? And unfortunately, some people are confused about that's it. That's right. That's right. Well, our time's out. Uh, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine mm-hmm. of chapter seven says, "When Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at His teaching. He was teaching them as one having authority, not as His not as the scribes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just don't think." The idea is his tone of voice, right, right. Uh, you know his his eloquence, right. His you know commanding speech. You right. know it's the content. Yeah, it's the content Things of what he been says. About, yeah, and yeah. So that's what we've been talking about. You hear these words of mm-hmm. mine, mm-hmm. and you've heard that it was said of old time, but I say unto right, you. Right. And so Jesus asserts that authority. And they're impressed by that. Mm-hmm. Jesus doesn't say, well, here's a question that has come up <laughs> among us. And this rabbi says this, and right. this rabbi says right. that. That's not the way Jesus approaches it. Right. He says, here's the issue. This is what I say about it. That's right. And that's that's impressive. Mm-hmm. The, way, the reason he's able to do that is because of his status, that's his right. position son of God, as yeah. son of God. Mm-hmm. That gives him the authority mm-hmm. to assert his authority mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a manner like that. And Absolutely. so not only... Were they impressed at his authority? We we need to be as Amen. well, and we Amen. need to just yield to that, recognize it, acknowledge it, yield to it, right. accept what he says, put it into practice, and and we'll be the beneficiaries of it. And I think you said earlier, you know, once we understand who Jesus is, that settles the matter. I mean, if he's the Son of God, and he is, then whatever he says is authoritative, and that's, that's right. the way he approaches it. 
this is what I say as the Son of God. You need to listen. So that's a good way to, to sum up and bring the Sermon of, on the Mount to a close, hearing his words and putting them into practice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to spend one session on kind of going back right, over right. Uh, it and kind of summarizing it, drawing it all together. Mm-hmm. And so that will remind us, you mm-hmm. know, of what these words are. So whoever hears these words of mine, mm-hmm. and does, well, what were those words? Well, right. we'll talk about that right. in our next session. Appreciate everybody being with us today. Hope we've had some things to say that that are helpful and uh, maybe challenging for us, uh, challenging us to maybe uh, strive for greater mm-hmm. heights in fidelity to the Lord. I want to close with a word of prayer. Kevin, would you lead us? Sure. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you very much for this opportunity we have, another day of life that you've given to us. Thank for life, health, and strength. We know that these are opportunities we have to bring glory and honor to thy name and our service to you. And thank you for giving yet another day of service to us, another opportunity to reach out to those who are lost, another opportunity to model the principles of your son in our own lives, another opportunity for us to continue to develop and be more and more like your son in disposition and attitude and approach in life. Thank you for the word that gives to us light, a lamp unto our feet that we may know how to walk in this life, where to go, how to go. Uh, We thank you so very much for these concepts that can be understood by us and can be incorporated in our lives, as we've talked about repeatedly throughout the Sermon on the Mount, but especially the last couple of sessions, that these are things that can be done. And we're so appreciative that you've laid out for us things that we can do that are pleasing in thy sight, things that are good for us, uh, things that bring uh, a better quality of life, but ultimately things that will lead us to an eternal home with you. And so uh, those are the things that we want, and we're so very thankful that you have given to us that path. We know that without that, without that revelation, uh, we would not be able to be on that narrow path that leads to the way of life and eternal fellowship with you and and God the Son and God the Spirit. So we're so very thankful for that and these things. Uh, Please help us to be like the wise man and build our lives on uh, your words, the words of your Son, and uh, to understand that we all will suffer in this life, we all will be subject to the various vicissitudes of life, the trials and tribulations, illnesses, economic difficulties, all kinds of things. And yet what can see us through is our faith in you and our obedience to the faith that we've developed uh, over time. And so please help us to study the word, uh, to know the word, to understand the word. We can't have faith in something we don't know and understand. Uh, But as we develop our understanding, let us practice those understandings in our lives, to exercise our senses, to discern, to tell the difference between good and evil as we uh, work on becoming more and more like your son. And uh, let us uh, always go back to the word and and develop more and more knowledge, more and more information, more and more understanding, wisdom, and to constantly evaluate our lives, see where we're short. And uh, we'll we'll understand that we're going to have some difficult times. We're going to have some things that could potentially shake our faith, but we trust in you and we know that you'll see us through. And one of the remarkable things you've revealed to us is all throughout the scriptures, we see godly people go through very, very difficult times. And so that helps manage our expectations. It's not a matter of if, but only when. We don't believe that the devil's lie that uh, he told in discussion about Job, that you've built a hedge around us and nothing difficult, nothing terrible, nothing bad can happen. We understand that's a childish view of Christianity. It's certainly not what is true. But uh, we do believe that we'll be uh, safe in the end, that you'll see us through, that whatever difficulties we uh, face in this life, that we can survive those, and ultimately our spiritual self can be unscathed as we look to spiritual things and not so much the things around us. We ask that we not be foolish, not be ones building our lives on politics or uh, what some of the pundits have said or what people even say about your word. Let's go back to the foundation 
and build our lives on the Word itself. And you know, we have sometimes a temptation to read about all these different books that are talking about you. Let's get back to the book, the book that you authored, uh, the book that reveals your uh, plan of salvation and your plan for man, and the book that builds faith, as Romans ten seventeen tells us. We ask that we spend more time in the Word of God and studying your Word and, and understanding it and uh, try to make it a daily part of our lives. Uh, we feed our bodies on a daily basis. We need to feed our souls on a daily basis. And so let us be more diligent to clear out some of the clutter in our lives, some of the things that vie for our time and our attention, and focus on spiritual things, things that are going to uh, pay dividends for eternity if we invest ourselves in them. We thank you for this uh, podcast, this opportunity to touch so many lives of people who are interested in your word. Uh, we hope that we have conducted ourselves in a way that's befitting of one teaching your word, that we've exalted the word, not ourselves, not our opinions. And we trust that if we've done that, that your word will not return to your void. It will do great uh, work in the hearts and minds of those folks who've been listening. We thank you for all this that you've given to us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.